leg in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And wow, today, yesterday was uh, pretty amazing. And it felt like a victory. It felt like a win. It felt like clarity. Clarity. That's the word. Clarity. So uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I have to say we know what time it is. Don't we? We know we're at war. We know this is a war. This is no longer, you know, kid gloves uh, that's going on here. This is brass knuckles. And you know what, folks? You you know how to play this game. You know how to play it. Brass knuckles is what you want. Brass knuckles is what you get. And that's what we're playing right now. And the red states play brass knuckles better than the blue states. Am I right? This is a civil war. This is a war, man. We're, we are on a war footing right now. And <laughs> it is unbelievable. Alvin Bragg had nothing. He had nothing. He had nothing. That joker, that clown, that clown spent 200 million dollars 200 million dollars for a for a hundred and thirty thousand dollar nda think about it that is insane 200 million dollars to bring them in to uh, do all that he did. Oh my gosh. All the expense. All the hoopla. And shame on MSNBC. Because CNN covered Trump's speech at Mar-a-Lago. And of course Fox News did too. too despite Paul Ryan's objections, I'm sure. <laughs> But MSNBC, this is what they had to say about it. 
Remember um, Rachel Maddow, how stupid and wrong and ugly she is? She's just like a horrible human being. Well, she's like the face of MSNBC. And, you know, she was like, if you get your shot, you know, if you get your vaccine, it stops at you. You can't bring it to another person. And then she tried to get Trump's taxes. I mean, she is the stupidest, dumbest person I've ever seen on TV. And yet she continues to get paid seven-figure salaries. It's not right. I should be getting that salary and telling the truth. But I'm not getting anywhere near that. But here, let's take a listen. Tell you that right now, uh, the former president himself is making remarks tonight um, from his oh, home yeah. in Florida. As far as we can tell, and what we were prepared for here is that this is basically a campaign speech in which he is repeating his same lies and allegations against his perceived enemies. It is just getting started. Um, so far, he's just giving his normal list of grievances. We don't consider that necessarily newsworthy, and there's a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. So, uh, our deal with you is that we will monitor these remarks if he does say anything newsworthy. We will turn them around and report on that right away. But uh, for now, just know that it's happening and we're not taking it. And I need to tell you that. That's that's how MSNBC. <laughs> that's what MSNBC did. <laughs> that's what they did. They did that. They did that. CNN covered it from uh, beginning to the end. Uh, kudos to CNN for that. But you know how this this whole thing came about, right? Matt, Kal- you, probably a name you haven't heard. Matt Colangelo. Kalang- Kalang- Matt Colangelo is the link between Soros-backed DA's Bragg, DA Bragg's office and the Obama White House and the Biden DOJ. We knew Soros-backed Manhattan DA... Alvin Bragg wasn't smart enough to put the bogus Trump indictment together himself, but he was dumb enough and corrupt enough to follow through with it. The real culprit behind the get Trump radicals in New York is the corrupt, newly hired former Obama Biden DOJ attorney named Matt Colangelo. Attorney Mike Davis unloaded Colangelo's name along with Steve Bannon on the war room. In their interview, Davis noted that Matt Colangelo is the link between the Biden DOJ and D.A. Bragg's uh, D.A. Bragg in their corrupt acts in targeting and putting together a BS indictment against President Trump. This guy was in the Obama White House and the Biden DOJ and appears to have been brought to in to indict President Trump on whatever he could come up with. This is a great example of how Obama destroyed the U.S. DOJ and made it anti-American, biased, and corrupt, thanks to liberals who just basically don't you know, I mean, you can get a liberal progressive and they'll they'll turn a blind eye to the Constitution. Colangelo 
was one of the first corrupt actors brought into Biden's DOJ in a top position. This is the guy who acted with others to indict the likes of Americans who's, who were praying outside of an abortion clinic. So this is what Colin Jello was about. Let's take a listen to this. Mike Davis, you've been spending your weekend not just hammering, not simply hammering about how outrageous this is and, and lawfare. We know that part. You've done such a great job explaining that to us. But you're- By the way, lawfare, warfare. Think about that. Warfare, lawfare. Lawfare, warfare. It's warfare with lawyers. Lawfare. You're making connections. You're connecting dots and doing the interlinkage here. You've actually done the chain of custody right back to the Biden White House. Can you explain it to the audience, Mike Davis? Yeah, so the prior Manhattan DA at uh, um, Alvin Bragg's urging, the U.S. attorney in Manhattan, the Federal Election Commission, and Bragg himself previously declined this bogus legal theory uh, that they're using now to indict Trump. And then you have these disgruntled, unethical Manhattan DA prosecutors run to the media. They resigned, they ran to the media and cried about this. And so then back in December, Bragg hired this very senior uh, uh, Obama and Biden administration official. His name is Matt... Colangelo is, I think, how I pronounce his last name. It's C-O-L-A-N-G-E-L-O, Colangelo. And Matt Colangelo is the uh, – he is the guy who's driving this. He is the link between the Biden Justice Department and Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, the George Soros-backed left-wing prosecutor. And if you look at the, the media coverage when, when Bragg hired Colangelo back in December, like, for example – CNN, this is how they reported it, that CNN says, hey, they, CNN simply reported that Colangelo was, quote, a senior official in the U.S. Justice Department, and before that served as an attorney on the Trump Foundation investigation with the New York Attorney General's office. Uh, they're, they're, they're covering up his background. Um, Colangelo was a left-wing, has been a left-wing radical lawyer for many, many years. He was an NAACP lawyer for seven years and then uh, he went to work for the uh, uh, for the Obama uh, Justice Department in the Civil Rights Division for Tom Perez when Tom Perez was the Civil Rights Chief. Tom Perez went on to be the but, Labor but, but, Secretary. But, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't don't get ahead of us. That was the Holder under Holder radicalized DOJ more than ever been radicalized, and Perez was one of his biggest instruments of radicalization in the Civil Rights Division, was the most radical of all. Am I incorrect there, Brother Davis? You're absolutely correct, uh, Ben. And uh, and so then Tom Perez went to be the Labor Secretary, and this Matt followed him over to to the Department of Labor, where he was the Chief of Staff before Perez went to be the DNC Chair. And then uh, this, uh, this Matt... Went to be uh, went, went to work in the Obama White House as one of the top economic advisors in the Obama White House, and then uh, uh, he left. And during the Trump administration, he went to work for New York uh, Attorney General uh, Eric Schneiderman. Schneiderman was the AG who got me tooed and chased out of office. 
Uh, Matt was a, one of the jobs he had there was, he was the executive <laughs> deputy attorney general for social justice. So this, this DEI equity nonsense, and he served as but, the... But, but, but Schneider, Schneider, Schneiderman was also one of the early guys to target Trump. Letitia yep. James ran on the platform of, I'm going to take down Trump. That I'm going to get Trump. That was her. That was her campaign promise. But it was Schneiderman early on that laid that, that they they were already deep into this about about uh, getting Donald Trump. Uh, and he yeah. was so he was the head of social justice. What does social justice in the New York AG's office do, sir? Uh, apparently, they investigate Trump because that's what he did just about the entire time that Colangelo was working in the New York AG's office. He also served. With with Alvin Bragg, Bragg was the the chief deputy attorney general for the criminal side, working with Colangelo, and Colangelo Colangelo brought dozens of lawsuits against the Trump administration and led the investigations into the Trump Foundation and Trump finances. And then Matt Colangelo goes to work in the Biden Justice Department. He was on the parachute team in the Justice Department. He was the acting number three, the associate acting associate. Attorney General, it's a really, really important job that most people never hear about. He essentially ran the entire civil side of the Justice Department, including the Civil Rights Division, before uh, Vanita, as Vanita Gupta, who's a radical left-wing activist, was getting nominated and confirmed and going through the process. And then he became Vanita's number two. So he was the number two to the number three in the Justice Department. This is the same job that my old boss Gorsuch had when he worked in the Department. Gorsuch, who's now in the Supreme Court. Hang on for one second. This goes back to something I want to make sure. This is about why we do nomenclature, statics and dynamics of process, critical path. As you've, we've talked about with you on this, on the show for the last couple of years and a select few others. When Biden was picking this, when they picked these uh, cabinet heads, they try to get somebody that's as close to being acceptable and confirmable as possible. It's the undersecretaries and the deputies. This is the most radical and extreme administration, even more so than Obama, which was radical and extreme. And the way they do it, uh, Mike, is that these second, third, and fourth tier, the, the infrastructure they put below the most acceptable face. And, hey, look, my Yorkers, I realize they don't have many acceptable faces. But the, the true believers, the true radicals, the really dangerous ones are the ones just a couple of steps down. Correct, sir? That's absolutely right. It's the sub-cabinet. Those are the people who who can really cause the most damage. And when the when this uh, Colangelo was uh, was the acting number three and then the number two to the number three, the number two to Vinita when she got confirmed, they wrecked havoc. I mean, these are this is the office that worked with Kristen Clark and the Civil Rights Division, and they were the ones who truly politicized and weaponized the Biden Justice Department with Merrick Garland. So this included pro- prosecuting Christians. Yeah, you get where that's going, right? I'm not going to listen to the other minute. It, there's a minute left, and it's just... Sub-cabinets is what's running our country. It's what's running o, uh, O'Biden, right? O'Biden is Obama-Biden. And... It's it's truly the, the what's causing all the damage. Uh, by uh, one one thing Obama did was he cleaned house in the DOD, the DOJ, and he installed a whole bunch of radical liberals to you know uh, push this uh, liberal agenda. 
And it's it's very much what Soros is doing with the, the elected officials. Did you hear that? It's true. And it's what you need to take home with you. It's, it's exactly what's going on. These radical progressives are, you know, not adhering to the Constitution. They don't like it. They don't want it. They want to do the Solinsky, tear it down and build it back up. The only problem is once they tear it down, they won't get reelected. And then the Republicans will build it back up. So what do they have to do to fix that problem? They have to rig the election. Boom. I mean, it's that simple, right? And once they're in power, they can wield any sword they want. That that is what's going on, folks. It's it's I've talked about this for a long time. But the onion has peeled itself to where it exposed the global agenda. And the global agenda is using COVID to rig elections and it's using climate to perpetuate slave labor in China and India. And that's what <laughs> it's pretty simple when you crystallize it. No more manufacturing in the West. All the manufacturing's got to be done in developing nations. Oh, China's a developing nation. <laughs> How convenient. How convenient is that? Right? How convenient. Oh, so China's a de- <laughs> Okay, all right. We don't have to worry about their smokestacks. We'll just go ahead and have them manufacture the world. And then there's this Belt, belt uh, Initiative, Belt and Road Initiative, that so conveniently has them, the supply chains. And the supply chains benefit politicians like mm, Mitch McConnell and his wife, Elaine Chow, and their company called the Foremost Group. A shipping company where they not only ship products, but they ship cocaine too. That's why Cocaine Mitch became such a handsome name for that guy. Right. Don't think we don't know what's going on, what time it is. We know what time it is here at the Scott Adams Show. Jeez. It's crazy. But this this guy, man, this this guy is something. But as Trump said, he's got more Trump Trump gave a speech last night, probably the best speech I've ever seen him give. We're going to listen to a little bit of it now, but I got to tell you, man, I was debating on whether to play this whole speech or not. It's 25 20 25 minutes. And I wanted to play the whole speech. I wanted to hear it again. All I, all I wanted to do was hear it again. He gave me hope. I love the man. I've never seen him so serious and determined. And I guarantee you, if he got four more years, he would unleash hell on these bastards. And that's exactly what needs to happen, is the right needs to 
to beat the wrong. And he gave such a great speech, and I wanted to hear it again. I said to myself, though, well, everybody everybody that's listening to Scott Adams' show has already heard that speech. Then again, I'm sure they would, would want to hear it twice. Why not? And I have it queued up right now. I, I might play some of it. But, um, but the point is, is that I wanted to also get to the... I wanted to get to the um, the other point, which was uh, th- this Matt Colangiano, Jello. You know, I wanted to get to the uh, Matt Colangelo, right? I wanted to talk about him also, and because I, I didn't think that you all knew about this angle, right? And so I thought that that was important. Um, we're going to get to a couple of little other things. Um, so the speech, the speech, although it's so great, and you should all listen to it if you haven't, it's the best speech Trump ever gave. And I, if I have time, I'll play some of it. But I have other things I want to do. Um, and one of them is to listen to Eric Trump. So let's take a listen. Well, Sean, we've been living with this for the last six years, as you said. And I have to say, I've spent every minute of the last 36 hours with my father, and I have never seen a stronger, more determined person in my life. My father's got more backbone than anybody I've ever met. He's, he's an absolute rock. And, and it really dawned on me when we flew into LaGuardia Airport on his plane, we hopped in the motorcade. Every single intersection was closed. The FDR was closed. There was an army around Trump Tower. There's an army around the courthouse. There was barricades all over New York. Literally, Alvin Bragg caused 38,000 NYPD officers to be distracted from their jobs. Over $200 million are estimating that trip was for what? For a $130,000 payment? It's insane. How many people in New York died because the entire NYPD wasn't doing their job because they were dealing with Alvin Bragg's political charade? And people have to put this in in perspective, Sean. They're doing this to persecute a guy that's winning the Republican nomination by 35 points. is not even close. They want to take him out of the race. They started this six years ago when they subpoenaed every single document, 11 million documents from the Trump organization. They couldn't find a damn thing. And this is what they're doing in the 11th hour when they see how well my father is doing in the polls because America is failing right now on every single metric. They're going after him. They've weaponized the system. Alvin Bragg did it. Letitia James did it. They're doing it in Georgia. They're doing it all over the place. They want a tsunami of legal challenges to weigh over the president, and they think he'll give up. The one thing I'll tell you, Sean, my father will never, ever give up. You saw it tonight. He's going to fight, and I promise you, mark my words, I'm saying it here on your show for the first time, I promise you he is going to win in 2024. Americans see through this charade. But, Eric, it's clear that they want to keep your father bogged down until 2024. They want him wrapped up in, in legal challenges, left, right, and sideways till 2024. Um, I, do, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what other... Uh, we do know what investigations are going on. 
Uh, we do know that the E. Jean Carroll case apparently is moving forward. I don't know what happens in Fulton County, Georgia, but I lived in Georgia, and if there's any county that would be likely to go after your, your dad in Georgia, it's going to be Fulton County. Uh, and then when you have a, a special sure. counsel, you never know what, where that, those investigations end up. Well, Sean, they wanted to bog him down in Washington, D.C., too. He was getting so much done for the American people that guess what? They did impeachment one. They did impeachment two. They wanted to yeah. distract from his time. You know, he's rebuilding the military. He was reducing taxes. He was cutting regulation. You know, he was he was prioritizing religious freedom. He was prioritizing American first. You know, peace in the Middle East, all the other things. And guess what they were doing at the same time? Let's impeach a guy for doing absolutely nothing wrong. Let's impeach him again. Let's go after his Supreme Court justices and you know, make up stories that they were drinking beer and doing all sorts of things when that clearly wasn't happening. That's all they've ever tried to do. They've always tried to bog him down. And that's exactly their plan right there. They tried to bankrupt him. Clearly, that wasn't going to happen. They tried to bog him down. That wasn't going to happen. So they go after his family. They go after his lawyers. They go after his friends. They go after anybody in his inner circle. Sean, this is their plan. They're not even discreet about it. This is what the other party does. They weaponize the system. They weaponize every institution that they can put their claws into. That's what they do. They, they will win using any methodology that they can. It's not about fair elections anymore. It's not about winning at the ballot box. It's using any method to gain an unfair advantage over your opponent. That's what the Democrats will do. They've put my father and our family through hell. And I'm telling you, the American people look through it. They see it. They understand what the Washington swamp is loud and clear. That's been defined for Americans. And when we got off that plane and you saw tens and tens of thousands of people lining the streets all the way from Palm Beach International Airport to Mar-a-Lago waving American flags and Trump 2024 flags, Sean, the love is incredible. No one's ever seen that kind of love. And this is coming off of the day that the 45th president of the United States was indicted and the streets are lined with people literally singing God bless America. Wow. wow. Eric Trump, thank you. Appreciate your time wow, as always. Wow, 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 wow. That blows me away. You know, I haven't heard that whole thing. I played it because I knew it was going to be good. But my goodness, you all heard it with me. And that is, what can you say? I'm speechless. Here's, um, I queued this up, and I got to tell you, I have not heard this. And I thought it would be interesting to hear Lindsey Graham's interview. I, I have not heard this. I have not queued it. I have not screened it. But I'm interested in what Lindsey Graham has to say, not because I like him, because I don't. I think he's awful. But let's see how he's going to exploit this moment. Because Trump's moment, Trump's moment, you know, Trump came out of uh, yesterday like a rock star. His stock went way up. I, I have to say he's making DeSantis look really, sm really small. And there's going to be no, no way for any Republican to get why they, were, they would even want to stand on the stage with Trump at this point is beyond me. Why there's even going to be a debate stage is beyond me. It's political suicide for anybody to challenge Trump at this moment in time. But 
Lindsey Graham's not running for president. We know that. He's not presidential material. We know that. We know he's a loser. We know he's corrupt. And we don't like Lindsey Graham around here. Now, you might. I don't know. But I don't. Um, But we are going to listen to him because he is the leader of the Senate. Mitch McConnell could say he is, but Lindsey Graham eats Mitch McConnell's lunch. And I have not heard this clip. I'm telling you right now, I have not heard it. I hope it's good, but we're going to listen to it together, okay? Well, they've taken a wrecking ball to his whole life, and, and, you know, there's a backlash brewing. What makes a banana republic? It's not about what you did, it's who you are. Bill Clinton was president of the United States. He lied under oath about sexual allegations. Did he get prosecuted? No, he lost his law license for five years. Uh, Hillary Clinton was a candidate, Democratic candidate for president. She destroyed 33,000 emails, and people on her staff took a hammer to a hard drive. Were they prosecuted for obstruction of justice? Uh, you know, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's business dealings. Is anybody going after their family like they did Eric's family in New York? Uh, what's the off ramp here to win in 2024? We have the House. We have three great Senate pickup opportunities to give us the Senate back in 2024. Three uh, uh, Democrats in deep red states that are up in 2024. We can take back the Senate and President Trump can get a second term to finish out his agenda. There's a lot of love in the streets, but love ain't going to do it, pal. They're trying to ruin this country. They're trying to destroy President Trump. Tonight, I have set up a website. I don't get one damn penny, but I want you to give money tonight to help President Trump. He's raised $8 million since this legal garbage started. Don't stop now. 70% of the money you give tonight goes to help President Trump. 30% will help take back the Senate. We got a chance to pick up three Senate seats in very red states held by Democrats. And I want to wake up after the election in 2024 with the Republican. Republican House, a Republican Senate, and Donald Trump raising his right hand, swearing to be the president of the United States that we need. You are not helpless out there, folks. The off-ramp to a banana republic is to win in 2024, the House, the Senate, and re-elect Donald Trump. How can you help? You can pray, you can vote, and you can give. LindsayGraham.com. Blow up the... Oh, please. I can't even... (laughs) I can't even listen to that. Oh, what a monster is... Oh, my God. Oh, I want to say so many curse words right now, but I can't. (laughs) Poop for brains is the one that I wanted to say. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a horrible human being. He just fundraised off of Donald Trump on national TV. He did that. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I cannot believe I just witnessed that. All right. Well, I'm glad I played it because, yeah, he lived up to my billing. Uh, I had never heard that until just now. And I have to tell you, I couldn't take it anymore. Um, Donald Trump truth this. He says, Alvin Bragg shut down New York City, brought in 38,000 New York Police de- uh, Department officers, and will spend an estimated $200,000 of New York City funds for a total legal 130,000 NDA. Now listen, folks. This is where it gets real chippy. All right? Listen. 
I'm going to read this tweet again, but you're going to listen to the second part of this because it's going to it's going to be a doozy. All right. Alvin Bragg shut down New York City, brought in 38,000 uh, New York police officers, and will spend an estimated $200 million of New York City funds for a totally legal $130,000 NDA. On top of all that, the Ninth Circuit, out, out in California, the Ninth Circuit just awarded me $122,000 over the $500,000 already awarded from Stormy Horse <laughs> Stormy Horseface Daniels. <laughs> That's what he tweeted. Uh, truth. Trump awarded, uh, according to Fox News, Trump awarded nearly $122,000 in attorney fees from Stormy Daniels. That was yesterday. At the same time he was flying back, he got that award. The award came hours after Trump pleaded not guilty after being charged with 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. And Harmie Dillon tweeted, Congratulations to President Trump on this final attorney fee victory in his favor this morning. Collectively, our firm obtained over $600,000 in attorney fees uh, awards in his favor in the meritless litigation initiated by Stormy Horseface Daniels. Aha! So, Trump won a lot of money yesterday. That is so crazy. I love it. You know, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. So, Eric Trump tweets, The Ninth Circuit just awarded Trump $121,962.56 in attorney fees from Stormy Daniels. Order just released. This is in addition to the roughly 500000 she already owes him. <laughs> what a whore. <laughs> She's going to have to pay. Now, there's this guy. Uh, I don't like him. His name is Justin Amash. He was a congressman, and he was, he was from Michigan. He was basically run out of office because he hated Trump with a passion. He hated Trump like Ben Sass from Nebraska hated Trump. He hated Trump like Kinzinger from Illinois hated Trump. He hated Trump like Liz Cheney hated Trump, right? He hated Trump because he was a rhino, right? Called himself the most conservative uh, congressman in, in office. He was a Paul Ryan wannabe. And Paul Ryan is the most disgusting human being on the planet because he's a globalist. But in any case, Justin Amash hated Trump. I have a clip. I could play it. If I searched for it, two minutes, I can get it. He basically called um, Trump like a fifth grader or a five-year-old or something like that. Yeah, you know, he hated Trump. You know what he wrote yesterday? He tweeted yesterday. I actually retweeted for the first time a Justin Amash tweet. <laughs> I did. You know what he said? He said, he said this, Justin Amash, the never Trumper that he is, hates Trump, tweeted this. After reading D.A. Bragg's indictment of Trump and accompanying 
statement of facts. He read it all. I'm stunned any prosecutor would move forward with this. It's even flimsier than we were led to believe. 34 stacked counts bootstrapped to an unstated crime to manufacture felony charges. That's exactly what happened. For further explanation, here is U.S. Attorney Andrew, uh, former Assistant U.S. Attorney Andrew McCarthy. If the judges, if the judge does does his job right here, the case should be dismissed. I would dismiss it on its face because it fails to state a crime. Here is here it fails to state a crime 34 times. And, you know, Bragg was asked, what is the felony? What What is the bigger crime that this, these are attached to? And he says, we don't have to tell you. I couldn't believe that when I heard that. Let's take a listen to Andrew McCarthy. Neil, if the judge does his job right here, <clears throat> the case should be dismissed and it actually should be dismissed quickly. Uh, I agree with what my friends have said, but I, I think this is actually worse than what we anticipated, because what we anticipated was that they were trying to bootstrap a misdemeanor, which, by the way, they'd have a good deal of difficulty proving if it was just the misdemeanor. But they need to show that he concealed another crime in supposedly falsifying the business records. And what we've thought up until now is that they were he was going to use that as an avenue to enforce federal campaign finance law. Now, maybe that's what he's planning to do, but he's got to tell us what he's planning to do. And more importantly, he's got to tell Donald Trump. So I think this indictment, even before you get to the statute of limitations and whether he's got jurisdiction to enforce federal law, I would dismiss it on its face because it fails to state a crime. (laughs) Here, it fails to state a crime 34 times. There are no victims in this supposed crime there's no no one there's no complainant nobody said he hurt me you get the idea getting back to colangelo right who is matthew colangelo when bragg appointed colangelo in december cnn simply reported he was a senior official so bragg appointed colangelo in december cnn simply reported he was a senior official in the U.S. Depart- Justice Department, DOJ, and before that served as an attorney on the Trump Foundation investigation with the New York Attorney General's office. But CNN failed to report, failed to report, Colangelo is a lifelong left-wing activist, including NAACP lawyer for seven years and senior Democrat political appointee for nearly 15 years. Currently appointed to made-up position in Soros-backed Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg office to get Trump. Uh, first indictment ever of a former president bogus trumped up charges previously declined by prior Manhattan DA, U.S. Attorney, FEC, and Bragg himself. Acting number three in Biden Justice Department then as number two to radical number three, Venita Gupta, when Biden and Garland appointed her leader in 
politicizing and weaponizing Biden DOJ, including prosecuting Christians praying outside of an abortion clinic while giving amnesty to abortion industry activists, terrorizing Catholic churches, crisis, pregnancy centers, and Supreme Court justices and family in, families in homes. So he was a senior lawyer for disgraced Democrat New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman, including his executive deputy attorney general for social justice to get Trump. Um, Bragg served as chief deputy attorney general when Colangelo brought dozens of lawsuits against Trump administration and led investigations into Trump Foundation and Trump's finances. This is according to, this is a post by Mark, Mike Davis, who we, we heard on the Steve Bannon clip. Um, senior White House economic advisor to President Obama, Obama um, top aide to Obama labor secretary and future DNC chair Tom Perez, top, top lawyer to Obama DOJ civil rights division head Tom Perez, Colin Jello has never served a, as a line prosecutor or defense attorney. He is simply a senior Democrat operative brought in by Bragg to get Trump. That's it. That's all this is. So this Colin Jello guy and Bragg work together and uh, in, in an office that was basically social justice. And it, social justice was all about getting Trump. That's all it was. This was this this is this is so un American. These socialists, these Nazis are so un American, it's not even funny. So the next case that's gonna come down the pike is E. Jean Carroll. Anderson Cooper interviewed E. Jean Carroll and this is what she had to say. Victim. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotation this was not this was not sexual for it just it it hurt it just what it just you know well, i think most people think of rape as a i mean it is a violent assault it is not i a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy mm. let's take a short break think of the fantasies mm. she's a nut job she thinks that rape is sexy somehow all right so she claims that she was in a uh a Bergdorf Goodman uh, dressing room, and somehow along the way, she was raped by Donald Trump and Bergdorf Goodman. I mean, she may have seen him, <laughs> but she conjured up this whole thing. And the, I posted this in 2019. I actually found it. It was a Law and Order Special Victims Unit, Episode 11, Season 13. Again, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, SVU, Episode 11, Season 13, in 2012, actually used the Bergdorf lingerie rape fantasy that E.G. Carroll used and plagiarized to get Trump. It, you can't even make it up. It was not her fantasy. It was mine. Listen to this. Here it is. It was not her fantasy. It was mine. This is this is the Law and Order episode. You're hearing what you're hearing is the Law and Order episode. 
And when you hear the case about E.G. and Carol, you're going to realize that the two are one and the same. And it was not her fantasy, it was mine. Okay, yeah. Uh, ah, role play took place in uh, the dressing room of Bergdorf's. Uh, while she was trying on lingerie, I would burst in. Hold on. Uh, yeah. So that, that's what it was. She got it directly from that clip. And now what we're going to do is we are going to play some of Donald Trump's uh, clips. Uh, there is this one clip that I could play of a, of a recount. I didn't think it was that great, actually. I witnessed reporter from inside the courtroom during Trump's arraignment. Um, I think that it would be best to listen to the best eyewitness of all. That's Donald Trump. Let's take a listen. And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. That volume doesn't seem to be good. Let's see. Which exposes the bite. Get President Trump at any cost, and this. No, uh, I can't play that because uh, the volume is just not. not so here good. we are here now. We, yeah. Let's take a listen to this. It's where we were today in a city that was so great just four or five years ago. But now we're there. Spend time there today as you possibly read. With a local failed district attorney charging a former president of the United States for the first time in history on a basis that every single pundit and legal analyst said, there is no case. There's no case. They kept saying, there's no case. <laughs> Virtually everyone. But it's far worse than that because he knew there was no case. That's why last week he delayed for a month and then immediately took that back and threw this ridiculous indictment together. Came out today, everybody said, this is not really an indictment. There's nothing here. My lawyers came to me and they said, there's nothing here. They're not even saying what you did. The criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amounts of grand jury information. for which he should be prosecuted, or at a minimum, he should resign. And Alvin Bragg's wife confirmed a report that claimed her husband has Trump nailed on felonies. She has since locked down her Twitter account. His chief prosecutor, who represented the Democrats and crooked Hillary Clinton in a firm run by Chuck Schumer's brother, Robert, he quit the firm in order to go to work in the DA office in order to get Trump. Can you imagine that? Hillary Clinton's lawyer, Democrat lawyer, Democrat firm. Chuck ultimately, brother. quit as chief prosecutor because Bragg didn't think he had a case. Think of that same guy that brought this ridiculous thing today. Yet during his investigation, this prosecutor named Mark Pomerantz wrote and published a book saying all sorts of privileged things and 
has been very strongly rep rec really uh, reprimanded. He was reprimanded so strongly. I've never seen anything like it. I've probably the end of it. But what he did was probably very illegal. But he was very, very strongly reprimanded. Even District Attorney Bragg was furious with him. They were having a tremendous fight in the office because of it. But hope is never lost because various prosecutors in the DA's office also quit because they thought President Trump was being treated very unfairly. How about that? Isn't that great? Oh, I love them. I'd like to meet them. I'd like to meet them. The DA's office even had a web page. Meet the team of executives who have done this to President Trump. That was the title. Isn't that nice? They immediately had to take it down. Meanwhile, overall, crime in New York was up 30% last year, much more than that the year before, with felony assaults, robberies, and burglaries all up by massive, massive numbers. Not the same place that I know, not the same place that you know. And this is where we are right now. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. I used to live in Manhattan and I could never live there now. It lost its mojo after 9-11. I, I, I'm one of those people that thinks that the World Trade Center... It should have been debated by a whole bunch of liberals um, catfighting for 15 years before they decided to build the building. It should have been uh, just totally a simple solution. One day, get into a meeting and rebuild the World Trade Center exactly how it was before. Those two buildings, those twin towers, were the most beautiful buildings ever created by man. And uh, what has become of Manhattan since then? I mean, I go to New York all the time. I lived in New York for a long time. And I got to tell you that it's a shell of itself right now. Um, and I used to always look up and see the World Trade Center and knew where I was. It was my North Star. And... It, it no longer has that effect. That building that they built, the Liberty Tower or whatever the hell it's called, sucks. It's stupid. And it was... New York's never rebounded from that. But uh, let's take a listen to this. Lastly, I'm under investigation. This time a civil investigation by another racist in reverse who also campaigned on, I will get Trump. I will get him. This was her campaign. Never ran for office. I will get him. Her name is Letitia James. And she proclaimed while campaigning, quote, I look forward to going into the office of the attorney general every single day, suing him and then going home before she knew me. She announced what is fueling my soul right now is Trump. And that she had her eyes on Trump Tower. Those eyes are focused on Trump Tower. Didn't know the young lady. 
She even assured her supporters in an election promise that we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. He's going to know my name personally. <laughs> She's just a and racist. And then she claimed that She's I was an illegitimate racist. president. Thank you. Think of that. With all, with all we did, with all we did on energy, with all we did on the military, on taxes, biggest tax cuts in history, biggest regulation cuts in history, right to try, people able to get drugs now that aren't approved. Hopefully you don't have that problem. Letitia James vowed to use every area of the law to, quote, investigate President Trump and his business transactions. Those transactions are going to be investigated, she said. And that of her family and his family, because we're going after his family and we're going after them hard. This is all before entering office and all before knowing anything at all about me. But she was going to get me. This is why, along with unrelenting crime, so many people and companies are leaving New York. I would leave it. She said I that I falsified my financial statements, but in fact, we're proving and will prove that my financial statements were substantially more than we submitted, not less. And in all cases, have a strong disclaimer clause in them, which tells the institutions that may look at that if they want to, not to rely on the statement. But they've got a problem with their case because, number one, I'm very underleveraged. They can't believe it, all the stuff they read and gave, and have very little debt relative to the value of assets. And importantly, not one bank has lost even one dollar. She was investigating me to save banks. They're very good lawyers. But they didn't lose a dollar with us during this period of time. In fact, the banks we're talking about made almost $200 million off Donald Trump. And they liked me very much. We never missed a payment, never got a default notice, had a great relationship with all of them. I don't need banks. We have a lot of cash. I built a great business with my family, built a fantastic business. Amen for that. And, uh, you know, so that's Donald Trump. Basically, no victims, no complainants, just a bunch of radical left-wing nutjobs, racists. I mean, New York is, let's face it, it's being run by all black people right now. And they're all radical lefties that hate white people. And you can see that in the crime statistics. And they're looking at black crime as reparations. And they're looking at uh, all these things. It's pathetic. But all you got to do is white flight or whatever it is. Move the hell out of these cities that are run the way they're being run. Just move out and call it a day. That's it. Well, you're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can. Use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.